0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Gathering Place Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, please visit our website at gatheringplacechurch.com
1: Amen. Well, you can be seated. We're thankful you're here this morning and thankful you decided to close out 2019 in the house of God. I see several new faces and I know we have different ones who have traveled in from the holidays, so we're thankful you're here. Uh, Shade, I might be jumping in your bag heading back to Hawaii with you, uh, so leave some room for me. Uh, But we are just so thankful uh, for what God has done in this house. Aren't you thankful? Can we just thank God for a moment, everything he's done in 2019? He's been so good to us, and uh, words can't describe, honestly. All that God's done and and the expectancy I know I have as your pastor for what he's going to continue to do in 2020. But I want to jump right in and I'm going to be very brief and then we're going to really take time uh, to anoint everyone here in the house. Our pastors are going to be up here and we want to invite everyone just to come forward and we want to lay hands and anoint you and be that point of contact for what has been in your heart. The expectation, the dreams, the visions, the plans you're carrying into 2020. That it would be a point of contact uh, to activate what Christ wants to do in your life. Because we know it's through grace we become who Christ is by nature. So we want to impart that grace into you and ask the Holy Spirit to make himself come alive in you. Tim, if you'd put 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10. This has been a staple scripture in my life as I encourage myself in the Lord. I pray this does for you as well. Look what it says. It says, but you are a chosen Generation, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Isn't this great truth we have as believers? It says, we are his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now are the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Verse 10 that well, is verse 10, I'm sorry. And so it says, this is such an amazing promise we have. And when you look at the many prophecies that Christ fulfilled, and this is one thing we're going to anoint this morning, is Christ fulfilled that he was a priest, he was a prophet, and he was a king. That he carried all three of those offices on his shoulder. And when we read scripture, that that is supposed to be a part of our identity as priests, as kings, and as prophets. And scripture really, it's woven in in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, of what that looks like and how we're to walk that out in life. And I want this to be a reminder, as we take time to anoint, that you are a priest, that you are a king, and that you are a prophet, that this is the inheritance you have in Christ. The anointing is this, it should be a stirring reminder of the dignity that's conferred on us. We too must embrace these offices in our life. Now, being a priest, it's not, yes, men, we are priests of our home, but ladies, you carry the heart of a priest as well. What was the main um, action that a priest would perform? It would to bring sacrifices unto God. We see that time and time again in the New Testament. As I was studying this in the context of the Old Testament, I was brought to Micah 6, verse 8. Now, when you understand what's happening in Micah verse um, 4 and chapter 5 and and in part of 6, you'll see that God's people were arguing. They were arguing with the prophet. They were talking and communicating and asking, what is is an offering that we can bring to God that's going to be pleasing? You'll see where they were saying, is it this amount of calf or this amount of grain or is it uh, a a certain uh, elite status? If we bring this much, will we have more favor with God? And so they were in this battle and in this argument of of wanting to please God but doing doing it out of a wrong heart. And so we see a picture of Christ as, as Micah responds to them that this is the offering that is going to please God. And so what I want you to catch this morning as you make your plans going into 2020, as you ask the Holy Spirit to begin to birth new things out of you that we can never lose the heart of what the gospel is all about, that we can never lose the heart of what it is when we bring an offering to God. So in the middle of what you're stepping out into, in the middle of what you feel God has put on your heart, this has to be the core of who we are. Look at what Micah's reply was in Micah 6, verse 8, and this should be the context of our offering, and this is what we want to pray for you this morning. Tim, if you'd put that up, Micah 6, <coughs> verse 8. It says this, it says, he has shown us. So it said, it's been clear, oh man, what is good? And and what is it that is good? And what does the Lord require of you? You've heard it before, that you're to do justly, that you're to love mercy, and that you're to walk humbly with your God. You're to do justly, you're to love mercy, and you're to walk humbly with your God. That this is the heart that we're to carry this morning. You know, what's amazing is Christ always turned everything up on its head, where you look at the Pharisee that physically and religiously they were doing everything right, but what was in their heart was doing it out of a wrong heart, that they might have been showing up and and performing everything just right, but what was in their heart was toxic and was not honoring God. So we see something very similar here, that God is always concerned about the heart. And I love the way it says this in one commentary about this scripture, and this point says that the response of a godly heart is always outward. So that's doing justice, that our response, our outward response is doing justice. Inwardly, it's loving mercy, and upwardly, it's walking humbly. So your posture going into 2020, inwardly again, it's doing justice, or outwardly, it's doing justice. Inwardly, it's loving mercy, and upwardly, it's walking humbly of you know, we're always to be in a humble posture with God, that there's times where we want to take control, we want to take the reins, and we want to, our flesh wants to tell us, you can do that better, you, you've got that under control, you can manage your money better, or you just, you can take a step back and, and just kind of check out, but we're constantly to walk under the Lordship, humbly under His care, under His assignment, under His uh, role for our lives in the kingdom of God. And so what we see take place here and throughout scripture and what we want to anoint you with this morning is that you would understand that you're a priest, that you carry the heart of God, you carry the heart of Jesus who says you're a priest, you're a king and you are a prophet. To be a priest simply means this. Again, is walking in what Micah 6.8 says and in that posture. And so as we do that as priest, we then look at what a prophet is. Now, I think we get this confused and maybe we can overcomplicate what it means to be prophetic. It simply means to speak on behalf of God, that every time you speak God's word or every time you act out God's word in the marriage or act out God's word in your home, you are prophetically speaking God's truth. Now, all of us, we're called to carry that office that we prophetically speak God's life. We speak his truth in every sphere of our lives. that's not to be taken lightly. One commentary said it like this, when we act prophetically, when we speak the truth, we live the gospel by example before our families, before our neighbors, our co-workers. Our mission is accomplished in the ordinary circumstances of the world. So it's prophetically taking the word of God into every situation of our life, just being as simple as I can make it, that we're called not just to sit silent, not just to let things happen around us, but when we see an injustice, we, when we see something that needs mercy, when we see uh, uh, maybe a prideful spirit or an ego wanting to come out, we're to put it under check and say, I'm gonna prophetically speak to that. I'm gonna declare the promises of God on what it says in this situation. Therefore, you are acting prophetically. You are using your mouth to speak the word of God into that situation. Thirdly, we see one were priests, two were to be prophets, and thirdly, were to be kings. It can be said like this a kingly office is exercised by the leadership in temporal affairs, acting as Christ would. Jesus, the King of heaven, gave his life to conquer sin and death, to bring resurrection and new life. And by bringing Christ's leadership and governance in our own fears, we offer renewal and new life where it is most needed. I think we can all look at a portion of our world or a portion of our sphere that says it needs renewal. Can anyone think of something in your life or your workplace that needs renewal? Maybe your children need renewal. That we're called to carry that authority with us and bring renewal. It can also be said, moreover, by uniting their forces, the the lay faithful, which is you and I, were to remedy the institutions and the conditions of the world. So when you see Sin Or when you see injustice, ask the Holy Spirit for a solution of how can I bring the kingdom of God into this situation. It says this as well, by so doing, they will, and this is an early church commentary, by so doing, they will impregnate culture and human works with a moral value. See, if the church doesn't ask the Holy Spirit to impregnate me with a solution to the world's problems then how many of you know there's not going to be a solution? We're the ones who take the kingdom of God into the world. We're the ones that do the work of the ministry. And so my heart this morning, as we anoint with oil, to put that picture of impregnating, that the Holy Spirit wants to to impregnate us with the Holy Spirit. He wants to put solutions and ideas. He wants to birth something through us and in us. Now, men, I know it's difficult to picture impregnating at times. But see what... God is wanting to do. And, and this time of year when, when we seek God and we're seeking him for vision and we're seeking him for clarity. And that's the amazing thing. It's a, it's a pastor's greatest dream heading into 2020 because it opens up for a great vision series of having 2020 vision. But joking, all joking aside, I believe that's the heart of God As we take time to anoint that you would walk in clarity. And two things that came to me as I was studying through this. When you see of being a priest, of being a prophet and being a king in in an anointing like this is that anointing consecrates us, that we have to understand as God's people we are consecrated, that we are set apart for the work of God, that he wants to do a sanctifying work in us. Now when you see that we're to be in the world but not of it, the world would represent a system, that we operate in a different system. We don't operate in the system of the world, but we operate in the kingdom of God. So operating in the kingdom of God, we have to know what authority we have. And that authority is explained in Christ as priest, king, and prophet of how we're to carry that and how we're to walk in that. And secondly is a commissioning, consecration and commissioning. And that's the purpose of the anointing this morning is that you would be commissioned. And as you're commissioned, you would walk in confidence. You know, I can remember in my life when growing up here at this church, when there's times I was... Maybe struggling or lacking, and I needed prayer, I needed a touch of God to say, I need courage to walk through this season of my life, or I need, I need empowerment. I need to know somebody is praying for me. And so this morning, we want to be that point of contact to say, you've got this, that you are more than a conqueror, that you are a priest, that you are a king, and that you are a prophet. Now go walk in it. Do the work of the ministry. God has called you. He has anointed you to do To be in the kingdom of God and be all that God has called you to be. Do you receive that this morning? And so, this morning, what we simply want to do is we want to declare that and speak to that. We took some time down in the office, our pastors, and we prayed for one another and we anointed one another and we were praying for you and praying for this moment. And so, worship team, if you would join me, we're going to set an atmosphere of worship and we're going to have several different (laughs) prayer points come forward. And those prayer leaders are going to pray specifically if you need healing in your body, if you need a breakthrough in your life, and then we're going to take a moment and pray for our country and our community. But as they're doing that, they're going to be leading you in a time of worship. Keep your heart postured. Keep your heart receiving, because I believe the Holy Spirit can speak a word to you this morning that can change your life, that this is the time I believe God wants to speak. Now, in moments like this, too, of growing up in church and being a part of church, being a part of a lot of different services, you get out of it what you put into it. That's what I've come to learn in the life of the church. And so I would ask you, as you come forward, come with the heart of expectation. And as either myself or Pastor Webb, Sister Kim, Pastor Joyce, pray for you. Come with expectation. Say, Holy Spirit, do in me, let me seek justice let me love mercy, let me walk humbly let my identity as a priest king and prophet come alive as it did in Christ and I'm telling you when you come with a heart of expectation he might do something now or it might be something in a few weeks or in a few months whatever the timeline is is I shared God doesn't work in seconds he works in seasons so whatever you need in this season of your life we believe is going to be imparted and activated into you And so as you come forward, what we'll do, we'll anoint with oil. So we'll place our hands on your forehead and we'll speak truth, we'll speak life over you. And if there is something specific in your life that you need prayer for, please let one of the pastors know. And we wanna address that specifically and speak life and speak truth into that. But I want you to stand this morning and what we'll do, we'll start in the back. So this is for everyone. If you don't feel comfortable, that's okay. But this is for everyone, and we want to take time to pray. So we'll start on the back and just come forward and find one of the pastors, and then you'll exit around the sides. But we'll anoint with oil. We'll speak truth. And then while you're standing, the team's going to lead us in worship, and we'll have a couple corporate prayer points. If you'd lift your hands, let's pray. Father, we thank you. this time of anointing that you've set aside this time and Father as you've set aside this time we want to respond to it Father I thank you that in moments like this you can speak direction you can speak vision you can speak inspiration encouragement you could even speak rebuke saying it's time to cut that off of your life God I pray for any addictions that are here I pray for anything that needs to, to to be cleansed out of us so that new wine can pour forward God, that power would come, that the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit would touch us this morning. We come with expectation. Father, we thank you that you long to remind us we're loved. You long to remind us of who we are. That in 2019, whether it be a circumstance, whether it be something someone spoke over our life, whether it be a word that needs to fall off, God, I pray that a cleansing would take place as we're anointing. But as a cleansing takes place, God, let us be renewed in the power of the Holy Spirit this morning. Father, we thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We're going to take a few moments for those
2: who need healing the body and the mind. Father, we just thank you for the provision that you've given us for healing. It says in Isaiah 53 that by Jesus' stripes we are healed. And we claim that, God, that victory that you've given us through Jesus for our sicknesses, for our afflictions, for our iniquities, for our peace, all the things that you made provision for, we thank you, God, and we claim that right now. We just pray over each and every one of our brethren here this morning that the healing that they're looking for would be manifest in that their families, their neighbors, their associates at work, anyone that they've been praying for, that they would see that manifest healing come to be in Jesus' name. We just come against diabetes, we come against heart disease, we come against diseases of the eyes, we come against God, whatever that disease might be, We know that you're more powerful, and you've given us the authority to speak over that and for that healing to come forth into your life. So we just thank you, God. We praise you for giving us that, and we just love you, and we just want 2020 to be a year of healing in our lives, and we just praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, oh God, that uh, there's a breakthrough in the house. I thank you that you are the God of the breakthrough. I thank you, God, whether if they need it spiritually, if they need it mentally, if they need it physically, oh God, if they need it spiritually, mentally, physically, socially, however it is, God, that you are the God of the breakthrough. And I thank you, God, that even as they come forward, anything that's not like you will be broken off of them. And then I thank you, God, that they will not break before the breakthrough. That they will stand, they will stand, and they will stand in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Never stop, never stop working. Heavenly Father, we thank you for setting up governments and for tearing them down, Lord. We thank You that You are fully in control. That You set up things that are to be, God, and that You put Your people in a place just as Esther, to be called to be a part of something greater than ourselves. To stand up for Your truth, for Your Word in these troubling times, God. We lift up our President, our Congress, We lift up every politician, Lord, who is granted the privilege to make our laws in this nation. We pray that you bless them with wisdom, understanding, and most importantly, your Holy Spirit to guide them, lead them, and direct them in every area. God, we pray that you protect religion in this country, that we continue to be a bastion of hope for Christians for all those around the world who look to America saying, that's the best place to raise a family, the best place to worship our Lord. May you raise up a generation of Christians who will influence this country for your word, Lord. Would you protect the vulnerable in this nation? Would you protect the vulnerable right here in our city? Bless our schools. Bless our local government, our state government, our federal government just as with Daniel, Lord, would you give us places of positions to speak your truth, prophesy truth to power and that our government would be saved, our politicians would be saved and that a radical revival would take place in this land that would start right here with your people in this church on this Sunday morning. We thank you in advance for what you're doing in this nation that you have not forsaken this nation, but that we are still God, right where you want us to be. Highest praise to your name. Highest praise to you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed. For more messages like this one, check out our website at gatheringplacechurch.com.